Hello and welcome to Holding Space. My name is Aria and I'm joined by my friend Megan and we cannot thank you enough for tuning in today. We're here to share our vulnerable conversations about topics that connect us as human beings. Our goal is to cultivate a community that shows up authentically by having conversations about human nature, self-awareness, wellness, and more. By holding space for one another, we hope you feel empowered to do the same in your life and create these safe spaces where you can reflect on the good, the bad, and the ugly in order to help nurture and deepen your connections with others. Let's get into it. I did end up taking a poll, as I mentioned in last week's episode, on Instagram with you guys choosing what topic or subject I would be discussing today, and you guys chose burnout. So let's talk about it. Burnout is deep exhaustion emotionally, physically, and or mentally. Um, It can be one of them or all three, honestly, depending on how long you've kind of been putting it off. Personally, I feel burnt out when I don't give myself room to breathe or relax, or detach, and actually take care of myself. I understand that a lot of us have work, or maybe school, situations in our homes, or relationships that we can't really take a break from, and it's almost that lack of control and inability to take space that kind of drives the process of burnout forward and for some of us I'm sure it's cyclical like I don't know about you but for me I can like vividly and distinctly pinpoint when I've been burnt out what led up to that how long I was burnt out and what it felt like and what caused it and oftentimes up until recently anyway Um, I would go through the cycle of being extremely burnt out every couple of years. So I would spend, I would say, 18 to 24 months pushing it when it comes to my career, when it comes to taking care of my health, when it comes to just doing the most. And because I wouldn't take healthy breaks and I wasn't very lenient with myself or giving myself room to kind of deal with my thoughts and emotions... I would find myself burnt out and the length of burnout honestly increased over time so every time it would happen it would get worse. I would be burnt out for honestly months at a time, sometimes even a year. This last time that it happened I was burnt out for an entire year and when you're burnt out you're already feeling fatigued. You're already feeling lethargic. You're already feeling cynical. Like, no one actually cares. Nothing actually matters. 
It doesn't get better than this. Everyone's out there just for their own game and yours doesn't matter. Um, and for some of us, it can also make us feel very depressed. And when you're already feeling like that and you are in that state and you're trying to get out of it and you're trying to just get things done and move forward and continue to progress, it's very frustrating and extremely discouraging to remain in that burnt out state for extended periods of time. Like it makes it harder. It's almost like you're falling into a deeper and deeper hole. I can relate to feeling exhausted on the deepest of levels. I think that our society, especially with millennials and Gen Z, we're like the burnout culture is real. The culture is all about doing the most, never taking a break, feeling guilty about taking space for ourselves and making room for care and time off and relaxing and enjoying. Um, you're just supposed to go, go, go. If you have a job, you're supposed to have a side hustle. If you have a side hustle, you're supposed to be trying to achieve some type of physical fitness feat at the same time. You're supposed to travel the world. You're supposed to have the best relationship. The pressure is real. And it doesn't end. And I think that until we take control of our own lives and take control of what we are willing to pursue and not we're going to find ourselves continually burnt out again and again. For me, things that help me during those times is honestly recognizing that, hey, like, I'm tired. And saying it. And when people make further demands of me, I let them know, actually, I'm tired. I don't have it in me. And you don't have to defend that. The people who love you and care for you will understand and respect that. The people who love and care for you will want you to feel better. The people who are actually on your team and want to see you win will not make a problem or an issue of you being drained and needing time. Taking the time to reinvigorate yourself, realign yourself. Burnout happens for me, especially when I am doing things that do not feel true to who I am as a person. I realize that it is a privilege to be able to spend your time in a way that aligns with who you truly are and what you're truly meant to do in this life and what you want and what fills your cup. It breaks my heart that that is a privilege and that not all of us get the opportunity to do so. Whether it be because of the circumstances we're born into, where we live, responsibilities that we have, it's not easy. And it's not always fair. 
But if you find yourself incessantly going through the cycle of being okay and fighting to keep your head above water and then feeling like you're drowning and burning out and then doing it all over again every 6, 12, 18, 24 months, I really urge you to take the time and look at your life. Take a hard look at the things that make you feel exhausted whether that be your job it be your family it be your home environment um it may be financial responsibilities it could be your relationship um it could be kids look at all of these things that you have in your life that are draining you and see what you can do to reduce that exhaustion. I personally don't have kids and I'm not currently in a relationship. But I have had people around me who make me feel very tired and demand a lot from me and are entitled to my energy, my time, my help. And even the job that I had up until seven, eight months ago, it took the soul out of me. It honestly meant nothing to me. It made me miserable. Sure, I was doing very, very well for myself. The things that it has allowed me to accomplish and achieve at a young age, I am forever grateful for. And the foundation that it's given me with my life and work experience and having these things that a lot of people my age and especially at that age don't have until their 30s or much later um i'm forever grateful for however the trade-off is so not worth it to me every couple years i was pushed so far and just so empty that I didn't care whether or not there was another year of going through this cycle. Like that's how cynical I got. That's how tough it was. And feeling like it never ends makes it so much harder to get out of. It makes it so much harder to improve your mental state. It's so, so normal to feel burnt out, especially during times like this, like there's a global pandemic. Those of us who take that seriously and acknowledge the risks and the severity of this virus have spent the bulk of 2020 living a very abnormal life. The ways in which we are used to being able to celebrate and connect and release stress and support one another, they're gone, they're taken. We don't have access to those things anymore. Not in the same way, at least. So it deeply makes sense. It makes so much sense that we're feeling burnt out. It is so normal if you are feeling burnt out, not just because it's this year, but because our society 
encourages that cycle. You are not abnormal and you are not weak for feeling so tired and so done. And if that is how you're feeling, let's talk. Let's figure out why. Is it your job? Does your job make you feel exhausted? Does it give you dread? Is there something that you've always wanted to do, but you've been too afraid to? And I know that a lot of you out there who are doing jobs that support the financial responsibilities that you have, whether it be a mortgage, your car, something else, paying off student loans, I understand that hindering your perspective of freedom of choice when it comes to what you do with your life. I get it. But at the end of the day, if you're choosing to do something solely because of the money, it's because you're afraid of not being successful or receiving that amount of money from what you truly want to pursue. Either you're afraid of insecurity financially, you're afraid of failing, you're afraid of being rejected when you actually care about what you're doing. You're afraid of feeling like the time that you have spent to get to where you're at in your career or in your schooling up until this point, if you change your mind, that means that those years are wasted. But what you're really trading off in order to have either the status or the money that's associated with how you're spending your life, you're trading off your mental health. You're trading off feeling good about yourself and your life. And I don't know about you, but that's not a trade that I'm willing to make anymore. I am not willing to spend another day miserable. I am not willing to put myself in positions where I feel exhausted. I feel like I have to work in a certain place doing a certain thing because society told me I need a mortgage. And oh wait, I've already had a mortgage for four years. Oh, I need another one. Because if I don't do that, then I'm not progressing, apparently. That's just one example of why people get burnt out like we're doing things that we hate and the reason I want to talk about your occupation first is because that's usually from what I've heard and what I've seen especially when considering that that's where we allocate the most of our time and we feel the least amount of control over our own life That's where it is. It has to do with your job. And it has to do with feeling unfulfilled. We haven't been raised to pursue things that make us feel good. We haven't been raised to pursue things that have a true impact on the world. We haven't been raised to care about how we spend 40 hours a week, 52 weeks of the year. We have been 
conditioned to care about, okay, if I do this job, what do people think about it? Will they respect me? Okay, I have this many zeros in my salary. I'm on salary, so that means something. That means I'm worthy of something and acceptance. Or wanting a house and a car because you're supposed to at whatever age you're at. You're going to feel perpetually burned out if you continue to spend so much of your time and energy towards things that you don't truly and deeply care about. And you know what? Some of you may be doing work, school, or tasks that actually you do care about and they align with your purpose, but your job doesn't care for you in return. Whether it be your employer, your coworkers, or the system overall, like there's no acknowledgement for who you are. You feel undervalued or unappreciated in the workplace. Like you're expected to do X, Y, and Z, but they don't want to hear your ideas. And you have great ideas. There's no room for that because it doesn't fall under your role or your job expectations. Feeling burnt out just makes you, makes everything harder. Doing just the simplest tasks like you, it's exhausting. The idea of getting things done in the day seems impossible. And you feel awful about yourself because you feel like, well, everyone else can do it. Why do I feel like this? And I want to normalize all of these things where like we have all felt like, okay, why is this so hard for me? It's not just you. And I will say, as someone who is like a chronic overachiever, and there's so many reasons as to why, and most of them are wounds, I will be completely vulnerable and honest about that. Most of the reasons that I am overproductive or I overachieve come from trying to fill a void of feeling unappreciated, undervalued, um, underestimated, told that I can't do things, and proving myself. And you don't have to prove that you're valuable. You don't have to do anything for that. I've said this before and I'll continue to say it until it sinks in. You do not have to prove your value. The same way you don't have to work for love, as I said last week, you do not have to prove to other people that you are valuable by overperforming and stretching yourself and overextending. Just by showing up as who you are, you are valuable. Being true to who you are, your individuality, and coming from a place of authenticity, you are valuable. You are discrediting your value every time you fight to prove to others that you are. You are discrediting and undermining your true value every time you try to be something you're not and do things that contradict who you are. Some of us have families or home environments or relationships that don't actually 
support us being our best selves. As someone who is deeply introverted, an example that comes to mind right away in previous relationships, friendships, and whatnot, is this reoccurring theme of others not understanding how much alone time I actually need. I need alone time to recharge because when I do show up and I do connect with people, I give you my full self. And that's a lot of energy. It's a lot of presence. It's a lot of thought and consideration. It's a lot of care. It's a lot of love. And when you show up that way, it is, it's not, I don't want to say it's exhausting because it's not, it's powerful. And I love doing that. But you are tired after socializing. It takes a lot of energy to show up that way. And so when I need time alone to recharge, and I'm someone who has a lot of goals, a lot of different things and big dreams that I want to achieve in my lifetime, and because of that, I need to spend time alone, and I need to spend time in my thoughts, and focusing on who I am, and what it means, and why I want to accomplish these things, and thinking about how I'm going to get there. I need that space. I need room with quiet and no disturbances, no noises, and no distractions. It also comes from being very sensitive to my environment. So like if I'm in, if I'm at a party and there's 50 people there, there's so much going on. I'm intaking all of it. I'm trying to digest it. My brain is sifting through every single aspect of the environment, the noises, the smells, the voices, the people, the looks, the energy, like everything, how it feels what's in the room, the buzzing. So yes, I need downtime and I found a lack of understanding towards that. Oftentimes when I need time alone, people think something's wrong. (laughs) Nothing's wrong, I'm just tired. And if I don't take the time to do this, I will be burnt out. And that's where my boundaries kick in. And so if you have relationships or family that don't recognize whatever it is that you need to take care of yourself, and they don't make room for that, you're going to continue feeling burnt out. Whether it be your classmates, the way your school is structured, the way your job is structured, your home life, you're constantly needing to take care of others, you're constantly needing to be at these gatherings or showing up socially or performing tasks for other people. And there's no room for you to take care of yourself. You're going to be burnt out. It's not going to end. Of course it's not going to end. How would it end? What's that saying that they have? There's something where it's like, you can't keep trying the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. If you keep in this continual cycle that's leading to you feeling burnt out and you don't change anything, you're going to be burnt out again and again. Or you might just stay there for a long time. And I know that that's hard to hear, especially when a lot of us are feeling like we're stuck in that spot right now. But you're in control of your life and you have to make the changes to get yourself out of that. A lot of the time when you're burnt out, the quote-unquote work that needs to be done doesn't look like work at all. It's honestly just time, space, and relaxation. Like actually rest, check out. Take time for yourself as much as you can. 
make room for yourself. One thing that I found super helpful when it comes to taking care of myself this past year is that I treat myself as I would my own child. Now, I don't ever intend on having kids, but that's beside the point. I treat myself as I would a kid in front of me who is struggling, who is feeling exhausted, who needs support, who needs love, care, whatever it may be, whatever I might be going through at the time. I think about, okay, if a kid came to me feeling this way, what would I do? And I do that for myself. I talk to myself that way. I know that sounds crazy. Even when like I have anxiety or I can't fall asleep at night, I will tuck myself in as I would a child. I will tell myself that I love you as I would a child and give that warmth and connection to soothe myself. I think that if you're struggling with having that level of support, the best place to start is by giving it to yourself. And it's okay to communicate that you're not doing the hottest right now. Like, I have so much respect for people who are open about their struggle. Because you are being open and holding, like, deep integrity for your humanity. You're letting people see you for who you truly are and where you're truly at. I'm not a robot and I'm not a machine, so yeah, when I'm exhausted, I have to tell people so that they stop asking me to do things for them, stop asking me for my time, and stop asking me for my attention. And if people take that personally, it's not my responsibility, and that's something that I've had to learn It's something that I consistently have to tell myself. If someone is offended because I need time for myself and I can't make time for them, they probably don't actually care if I'm okay. And if you don't care if I'm okay, you don't actually care about me. And caring if I'm okay and paying attention to that looks like paying attention to what I need, not what you think I need. If I'm telling you I need time on my own, you respect that, and that is what it is. A lot of the time when we care for other people, we think we know what's best for them, but truly, we know what is most comfortable for us. And we behave and provide care based off of our comfort level. So if taking space or someone being off on their own to take care of themselves, whether it be your partner, your cousin, your sister, your parent, whomever, if that makes you uncomfortable, you're less likely to allow that. So whether you are the one who is burnt out or you have someone close to you who is feeling that way, Recognize what you need and what that person needs and allow for it. I can't emphasize enough that you are not weak. You are not less than. And you are not small if you feel burnt out. You're human. You're normal. It's completely understandable. 
I think that there's so many ways in which you can alleviate these feelings, but there is no one size fits all as there isn't for anything. And I think it'll be really helpful for yourself to take a day, just one day, sit there with yourself, figure out what fills your cup and what takes out from it. Pay attention to who makes you feel alive, what makes you feel alive, and pay attention to the things that just take and the people who just take. And try to spend as much time as possible doing the things that fill you up and build you up. Whether that be more time alone or more time with friends that make you feel energized and inspired and see you for who you truly are. Um, whether that be a job that honestly lines up with your dream, your lifelong dream, your aspirations, or a job where you feel like a valued team member at the very least. You're not just a number, you're a human and they care about you. I don't think that's too much to ask. I want you to take care of yourself. On a very deep level, if you're feeling burnt out especially, it gets better. Give yourself the time that you need to feel this way, to recover, and to come back stronger than ever. Recognize what has caused this, what you can do about it, what changes and shifts, no matter how big or small, you can make what habits you can build to prevent this going forward, and what you need to communicate to those around you to allow for you to take proper care of yourself. And if you work for a company or you go to a school and you're in a program that does not encourage healthy boundaries with you taking care of yourself and balancing that with your workload, have those conversations with who you can. Even have conversations with your coworkers and your classmates, your employer, whomever, where at the very least you can feel like, okay, well, this is where we're at. This is what we have to deal with. We can support one another. Maybe we can make changes. What can we do? to solve this problem like don't be complacent about it don't feel like a victim to your circumstance because you don't have to be take charge you can do it and set up those boundaries say no if you're feeling empty and drained and exhausted say no Saying no will allow you to recover, have time to take care of yourself, and to do a good job, whether it be as a partner, a student, an employee, an employer, a parent, a sibling. Be strong about what it is that you need to be the best version of yourself and show up continually as that person. I hope you guys found this chat helpful and you feel seen and heard by me. You feel understood. If there are other things you want to talk about, um, reach out on Instagram. 
I'm also thinking of doing an episode a month where you guys submit any questions you may have or anything that you want me to talk about in brief. Like it could be a question, it could be like needing advice or something like that. Um, We'll figure it out, but I really think that that would be a nice way for us to interact further. I really enjoyed having the poll this past week, for example, where you guys got to collectively choose what I spoke about today and what I shared with you. And while speaking about this, it made me feel like, okay, there are people who really need to hear this and are feeling this right now. And that makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm empowering you guys and seeing you guys and holding space for you. Um, While also acknowledging, honestly, I've been feeling burnt out as well. And it feels good to be able to talk about it and normalize that. So I will continue to ask on Instagram. You can follow us at It's Holding Space. Um, I'll have a poll once a week on what you guys want the next episode to be about. Megan has decided to take a step back and I have spoken to her about addressing this prior to coming to talk to you guys about it. Um, Essentially, it's a combination of things of where she's at in her life and how much energy she really has to give to the podcast. And yeah, I will say that podcasting, just like anything, it's not for everybody. I think it's important that we all do things that we're comfortable with and that fill our cup and this just isn't one of those things for her and that is totally okay. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I appreciate you guys continuing to support the podcast and I look forward to what comes next. Um, But yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care of yourselves. Make room for yourselves. I love you. We are so grateful for you taking the time out of your day to listen to this week's episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast to have our episodes automatically added to your library every Monday. You can stay in the know with what is coming up and continue the conversation on our social media. That's Instagram or Twitter at It's Holding Space. Thanks so much.